What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Grab the Sticks podcast. This is episode 17. My name is Joe Wilson, and alongside me is my friend, Floyd Bishop. Floyd, Hello. how are you doing today, bud? I've been doing pretty good. That's good. Um, That's good. E3 season is over, finally. Um, finally, yeah. I, I feel that there wasn't really a ton of surprises, I think, this year. Um, That's just because, like... I feel a lot of games have been either like discussed as they're like, we're going to talk about this at E3 like, beforehand. Yeah. Um, there, there are a few exceptions for that though. Um, one would be probably uh, like the biggest thing that they showed at the EA play event that they did last month. Um, and that would be the dead space remake because yeah. I feel that was kind of rumored off and on, but I don't think people took it super seriously or anything like that. I think it was one of those known secrets, you know, like how um, for a while people were had been speculating that, oh, well, it's going to be, for, I mean, for sure, Mass Effect's going to get remastered yeah. for mm-hmm. uh, uh, for current gen consoles, which are now P- uh, last gen with PS4 and Xbox One. Um, but as for like, I do agree that this E3 wa- uh, cycle was kind of, I don't want to say lackluster, but more not as interesting as previous mm-hmm. years. But then again, you have to account for the fact that, you know, COVID did affect everybody so the fact that everybody's games are either being delayed or mm-hmm. or are being delayed and or we don't see anything about uh their games is like well yeah it kind of makes sense everybody who ha- is at home and is having to deal with the ramifications of being in a global pandemic where you're yeah. stuck at home and have to work on whatever projects you are with any other issues that you might have so yeah i'm not a whole lot surprised by it being kind of dry but also like we still have a mm-hmm. bunch of other games coming out that yeah. seem interesting this year so yeah. you know it's good too because i feel like this time around like i feel like there's games that are going to be on like every console that are good yeah whereas usually it's like there's like one or two games for like each individual console and then everything else is usually like multi-platform because you've like battlefield call of duty all those games yeah um but it feels like there's a good amount for like everybody because like on the switch you have like the mario party game that they're making looks kind of cool because that's like a mario party one through three sort of like remake in a sense and also like collection with all the mini games and like the more popular like maps and stuff you also have like Metroid Dread, which that looks really fun. Yeah. Um, I'm still kind of surprised that they're doing like a full on 2D one because I know that they did that for uh, Samus Returns on the 3DS. Yeah. 
Yeah. And that. Um, and then I know for like the PlayStation, we obviously have like Horizon Forbidden West is on the, well, Horizon, but that's coming out this Quite winter. Well, I, I don't know if it's entirely it, coming out yeah, this, this it, year because that's, that's like the next big game I think though that's coming out on the PS5 at yeah. least that I can think of. Well, um, there's but also that said, like Death Ratchet, Cl- yeah, Death Loop is coming out. Um, but like Ratchet and Clank came out like right before E3 happened, or yeah. like during when E3 was going on. Yep. Um, which we'll talk about that later. It's really good though, so try it's it really out. Good. Uh, if you um, can get a PS5, yes. Um, yeah. But yeah, like even though th- this has been like a dry-ish year with you know brand new consoles out, mm-hmm. it still feels like a good year for games. Yeah. Especially, uh, especially like October, November, like that. Yeah. Those two months are gonna be like ridiculous. Because mm-hmm. like and, I think the only thing coming out September is like Death Loop, and then October you have like Battlefield, Back for Blood, Mario Party, Metroid Dread. Uh, those are like the big four that I can think of, but there's way more. And I, yeah, so, and then maybe, maybe we get um Halo infinite this it's possible if all, it yeah. is possible um yeah. but we won't know until you know stuff happens yeah um but do you want to start with the news ish st- topics that we want to go over or do you just want to jump into what we've been playing yeah we can kind of go over the news a bit because i feel that kind of goes into both um okay uh really briefly uh, we kind of had a discussion pre-show because of all like the Activision Blizzard stuff going on. Uh, it's not really cool. Uh, I kind of feel bad more so for like all the companies that Activision Blizzard own, like uh, Vicarious Visions and like all the other sub studios that they have, especially over like yeah, especially over like the past year when it's been like oh like this studio is now helping this team because like they're falling behind. And it's like, oh, well, now this studio is also doing all of this other stuff. And it's like, come on, guys. Like, yeah, like, uh, yeah, like I'm everybody, every, I'm sure if you've listened to this podcast, you understand everything that's going on with with the uh, accusations that were being held by uh I think it's the state of California has a lawsuit against Activision Blizzard for yeah. workplace misconduct, sexual harassment, everything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so honestly, I, I, I talked to Floyd before. Like we said, we had a pre-show uh, talk and said we probably aren't going to talk about anything Activision Blizzard for the foreseeable future until there are changes to that entire culture mm-hmm. um also i want to put a sidebar into this uh the fact that people had said that this is quote unquote fat frat boy f- culture i take major offense to this because i don't know if a lot of people knew this i was in a fraternity in college um uh i was a kappa sigma and none of us at least the time that i was there were 
giant assholes to women, people of color. Hell, I mean, again, like some of my best friends uh, for for life have been from my Kappa Sigma brothers. I I uh, talk to one of them uh, every couple of days. He even listens to the show. Shout out to you, Cedric. I appreciate you, brother. Um. So yeah, like the fact that they people want to say that this is frat boy culture is asinine and fuck you for if you think that uh, a respectable fraternity is actually is people who actually give a shit about their community which is why the Kappa Sigma fraternity at Eastern New Mexico University was actually on their campus instead of other ones anyways I'm getting very angry about it so ultimately fuck Activision Blizzard you won't hear about them from us for the foreseeable future yeah moving on we had an EA Play uh, announcement trailer thing mm-hmm. that came up. Uh, so yeah, like like uh, Floyd had said, we got uh, Dead Space remake, which again is one of, was one of the worst key, uh, kept secrets in gaming because again everybody knew it was going to happen. And- yeah, I think EA basically was like, we're working on like revitalizing a franchise we haven't made in a while, and everybody's like, oh, so Dead Space, and they're like, maybe, question mark? And then, yeah, yeah it is Dead Space, which yeah. that's not really a big surprise, I feel, to a lot of people. Yeah, uh, I mean... But the- it, sh- it should be good. Um, It's made by Motive, who, they're the studio that I think just finished Star Wars Squadrons, which, yep. that was pretty good. Yeah, I, uh, I I haven't tried it. I need to, especially because it was a free PlayStation Plus game. And again, if you are a PlayStation Plus member, rev- uh, put every add every one of those games to your cart, even if you have no intention of playing them. It's free games. Granted, you're paying for them, but yeah, free games every month. And you don't have to pay any extra for it, just yeah. for your membership. Uh, anyways, yeah, the fact that uh that team w- for EA Motive is you know making a a remake of a of Dead Space, yeah, that's awesome. I never played the original, so the fact that hey, there's a possible there's a chance that I can play this and it's on current mm-hmm. or current. I need to. It's on next gen consoles, which are PS5, Xbox Series S and X, and then also on PC. That's awesome. However. I still am very pissed off that EA shuttered Visceral, who are the original creators of Dead Space. Yeah. And I'm also mad that we will never know what the hell the uh, the Star Wars game that was uh, created by Amy Hennig was going to be. And because mm-hmm. she was, she briefly worked for uh, Visceral and then yeah we have no idea what that game is i'm also yeah. sad that we never we never got anything about star wars 1313 but that's no whole other uh can yeah. of worms do um, we ever talk about that much how like the rights for star wars are now to like everybody and they're dubbed yeah, like lucas arts games i, I think we talked yeah, about that briefly I don't, I don't know i know that ea's licensed with the yeah uh, I'll, I'll give like a brief little recap so yeah. Apparently, what was going on is that EA had, like, an exclusivity license with Star Wars to make, like, the Star Wars games. Um, But, apparently, their uh, exclusivity rights for their contract or whatever they had with, I think it was LucasArts or Disney, one of the two, um, 
but basically it's no longer like guaranteed. So what that means is they can continue to make Star Wars games, but they don't have the exclusive license. So the way that Disney apparently is going to handle it now is that other studios can make Star Wars games. Um, I know that there's like a few in development, but we don't really know what they are. Um, other than like, I think the Knights of the Old Republic remake, but we don't know, really know who's making that, and we haven't really heard much news about it other than, hey, this is going to be a thing. Um, apparently, Ubisoft is also working on a Star Wars property, but we also, again, haven't really heard anything other than, hey, we are now making a Star Wars game. Yeah. Um, I know that when the Avatar game got announced, a lot of people were upset because they thought that would be like the Star Wars announcement because it looked really good. And then they're like, oh, it's the blue people. Yeah. But but it should be good. Um, honestly, even if it's Ubisoft, like, even if it's just, like, an open-world, like, Star Wars game, like, they could do some neat stuff with that. Even if launch might be a little bit buggy, but it's whatever. It'd probably yeah. look good, so. Um, and then I know that EA apparently is still working on some Star Wars games. Um, yeah. Uh, Respawn said that I believe that they're still planning to work on a sequel to Fallen Order okay. at some point. Um, and they could be working on other stuff too for Star Wars. We don't really know. Um, like they could be making like a Battlefront 3 game, Possibly. which would be kind of nice. Yep. But we, we don't know. They haven't really announced it or said anything. Um, but all those games too, when they're published by someone under like the Star Wars license... Apparently, they're classified now as, like, a LucasArts game or something like that. Um, there's some sort of, like, title that kind of goes with it. Which is interesting because it reminds me a little bit, honestly, of how Nintendo has, like, the Nintendo seal of approval. Mm. For, like, stuff that they're like, this is, like, a thing that we authorize people to make. Yeah. So, I thought that was kind of a neat sort of idea for that. Yeah, I think you, another... Uh parallel you can make to this is how again disney owns marvel and how marvel's been been willing to license out you know or reach out to other studios to make you know spider-man game or an avengers game Mm -hmm. or guardians game or you know other go reaching out to all these other different studios to be like hey we're instead of you know making our own uh, studios to build our games we'll reach out to great studios that are mm-hmm. already established and let them make something yeah granted we we've only had we've had two i believe well three technically uh with insomniac making uh spider-man uh marvel spider-man and spider-man miles morales and mm-hmm. which was were fantastic games you should definitely play them and another game with middling success. I, I don't know if I would actually call it success or not with uh, Crystal Dynamics and the, the Avengers. Um, we, there, we don't know what else to expect from like Square Enix's uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Hopefully, hopefully it's great. Um, but, you know, they're batting 500 for now. Um as to what other games that they might make who knows the mouse has every pretty much has everything so whatever uh 
hopefully they partner with good studios that make good shit. That's all we really need. Uh, anyways, back to uh, EA Play. Uh, we can briefly go through some of these. Like, um, Codemasters is uh, releasing a Grid Legends, uh, which is a live-action story mode with actual actors, and it's a racing game. Because Codemasters got recently bought by by EA instead of, I think they were independent at one point and did other games like the F1 series. Mm -hmm. And I know a lot of people were upset with the fact that EA just absorbed another company that they're probably going to shutter in a couple of years. Am I being a little pessimistic? Yes. But let's be real. EA has that that kind of track record. Um. Then we have a fair, a gothic fairy tale inspired action adventure game from Swedish game studio Zoink called Lost and Random. Uh, that's also due out in uh, uh, not December, September tenth. It I didn't see a whole lot about it, but and it's but it's an EA original, which I think a lot of people have given uh given EA credit for having their little indie um series. And they're actually uh, good. The indie um, initiative, so a lot of them are good with with like it takes two, which I know a lot of people loved, uh, a way out, and some others that again I at this point I've haven't I don't play a whole lot of EA games, so I don't mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, the um, last one I think they made is it takes two. Yeah, which is also really nice. So yeah, check it out. Uh, we got news for. Knockout City Season 2, which Knockout City is fantastic. Play it. The fact they're having more stuff for it is awesome. Uh, we got a new uh, new season for Apex Legends that la- that already launched. Uh, yes, we're a little behind. And a brand new character. Uh, first off, when I saw a picture of him, this guy uh, Seer the way they positioned him, it looked like he was doing a JoJo pose. Not even, not even uh, joking. So yeah, I'm already like, oh, okay, cool. I should probably jump back into Apex. Will I? Probably not. I need to update my my ter- uh, my well hard drive for my PlayStation. But uh, anyways, we got more up uh, more stuff for Battlefield uh, 2042. Which I believe they unveiled Battlefield Portal, which I believe adds maps from Battlefield 1942, Bad Company 2, and Battlefield 3 and, and custom maps, which is mm-hmm. awesome because those earlier Battlefield games are great. It's I'm interesting afraid- too because that kind of goes. Where they kind of have like a mashup of a bunch of different stuff that you can kind of just like pick and choose what you kind of want to do. Yeah. So it's interesting to see Battlefield follow suit because, I mean, if 2042 is like a return to form, like a lot of people think it is, because like there hasn't really been like a modern Battlefield style game in years now. Yeah. Like, I think the last one was Battlefield 4, probably. Yeah, Battlefield 4 or Hardline, one of those two. 
but it should be good. Um, like everything they've shown from the gameplay looks really good. It's a like return to form. They kind of bring the like old stuff from Battlefield 4 back that people like, where it's like the large scale like destruction physics. And there's like all the environment stuff that's gonna happen with like tornadoes and other crazy stuff that's gonna happen on the maps. Revolution. Um, yeah. I I'm kinda hoping that they also bring some of the stuff from like Battlefield One and Battlefield Five that they've added recently. Mm. Um like where you have like a squad leader who can like get points and then you can use those points on like different stuff to like call in to help out your squad, whether it be like upgraded like or unique vehicles or yeah. like a smoke barrage or like artillery or something like that. Yeah. But it feels like they're probably going to add stuff like that because they seem to be very much pushing like the whole old school battlefield fun. You can yeah. kind of just play it for a while and mess around and all that. So yeah, it, I, it'll be good to see when it comes out though. I'm cautiously optimistic because I'm cautious because it is seventy going to be seventy bucks, but it's a brand new Battlefield and Battlefield multiplayer is fun because uh, mm -hmm. you can do random shit and it's always fun, especially if you're squatting up with people. Um, yeah. Uh, anyways, uh, last thing with EA Play because it the last thing was the Dead Space uh, teaser trailer. Uh, the fact that it, we know that it's a thing now is awesome. Uh, please don't please support EA Motive and buy this game so that way we can get more mm. Dead Space. Hopefully, that means we get a fourth one. Doubt it, but you never know. Um, and uh, I think anyway. that said it comes out like what twenty twenty two. I believe so. They just kind of gave like the year, not like a specific date or stuff, yeah. which is fine, well, but. Just take as much, take as long as you need to to make the game good. Make it great, and yeah, that's pretty much it. Don't fuck mm -hmm. it up. Yeah. Speaking of taking your time to make game games good and don't mess it up, uh, Halo Infinite had a flight recently. After yeah. that was delayed, what last fall it was supposed to come out, yeah, and they pushed it to twenty twenty one. Um. And I think this is the first flight that they had, at least that was, like, this big. Um, but it was pretty good. They just gave everybody, like, hands-on with the multiplayer. They had a few maps that rolled out one at a time um, against bots. For the most part, there was a little bit of time where they had actual PvP for, like, I think four hours-ish on, like, the last day. Um, but it was pretty good. It was... I think mostly just, like, a test to get people hands-on with, like, the maps. And, like, if there was anything that was, like, considered bad by, like, the majority of people, then they still have time to fix it. Um, but it was really good. The pacing felt nice. Um, it didn't feel, like, super fast-paced or, like, super slow. Um, because I know that Halo was, like... Halo 3 to 5 kind of had, like, a mini identity crisis where, like, it didn't know if it wanted to be, like, more of a modern shooter or more of, like, the classic Halo boots on the ground kind of slower gameplay. But Infinite feels like a very good mix because um, 
a big thing that's divisive in the Halo community is being able to sprint. People don't like it or they want it to be in all the games. It's kind of controversial for whatever reason. I don't really care either way. It's in the game, whatever. I can't really do anything to change that. So what am I going to do? Wait, wait, uh, hold on. People are are divi- divisive about being able to sprint. Well, well, the reason why is because if you're old school in Halo One, you can't sprint. You have a default move speed. Yeah. So there's some people who think that because you're able to sprint, because then they have to take that into account for whatever reason to design the maps and everything for like multiplayer, then it's not like as good. Which is, I don't really follow that logic, but whatever. Um, you can believe it if you want. I really don't, but. Uh, Infinite, the way that they do the sprint is great because if you're sprinting, you only go, like, I think 5% to 10% faster. So it's like, you do get a benefit, but at the same time, it's not that much of a benefit. So it's something that, like, you can do if you really want to, but, like, you can still just move around it essentially the exact same pace. So, it's whatever. Um, but other than that, there's a lot of like really cool stuff you can do when I was playing the flight, um, which is kind of cool. Uh, there's like grenade pickups and stuff on different parts of the map. But what I found that's kind of cool is that if you have a gun, you can shoot the grenade and cause it to like blow up on its own, which is cool. And then there's like specific medals for stuff like that. Um, I forget. Kind of like secret stuff you can kind of do for like certain scenarios that will get you like a specific medal and like that will show up in like the kill feed, which is kind of cool. Um, like there's another one called uh, like Ninja, and the way that that works, I think, is like if you jump in the air and like you're falling down and like then you may like melee kill somebody from behind, you get like that medal. Um, but it's kind of cool because like if you're like running and there's a dude behind you and you like kind of time it right you can like jump and have him like run past you and like then do it um and then another thing too that a lot of people were a bit skeptical of that when they showed it off is the way that the equipment is going to work in this game because that's very much like a halo 3 thing the way that it worked in that was basically you could get like a specific item you only had like one of it and then you could like deploy it and you'd have like whatever it did happen um, there was, like, boost jets, there's, like, the bubble shield, which is, like, I think probably the most well-known one, and, like, a few others. Um, but the way it works in this game is cool is because everything has, like, a specific number of charges to it. Um, but everything at the same time, too, is kind of counterable, and if you kill somebody when they have one, you can then grab it yourself and use it. Um, like, a big one that is new that people were interested in is it's called the drop wall which is kind of like a bubble shield but only for like one direction mm-hmm. um but the thing with that is that you can basically throw it out and if somebody throws a grenade at you it will like bounce it back and like can cause them to take the damage instead and you can also kind of use it almost like a parry if you like time it right to like block like a rocket or something like big that could like kill you and like your team mm-hmm. um but it's also good because it's 
counterable as well because you can shoot out the different like parts of like the rectangle for the shield. It's like a bunch of different like panels in a grid. Um, but if you like take the time to aim, you can shoot like the actual mechanical like base part that's like deploying the holographic shield, and you can get rid of it in like one bullet. So it's cool because 343, I feel, is taking into account all of this stuff that is really easy to understand how to use it. Yeah. But at the same time, there's all of these little tricks for, like, everything in the game with, like, how to use it or how to counter it that adds, like, this really unique skill curve of, like, all of, like, the game sense that you can kind of, like, have. Mm. Which is cool because I feel like that's a very halo thing in its own because halo kind of has always had stuff like that because you have like all the different vehicles and like where the weapons spawn and like even just like having sticky grenades that you can like aim carefully and like insta kill somebody if you stick them yeah is really cool to see like all of this kind of coming back on like a bit of a bigger level um so a lot of people, myself included, are very interested to see how all this is going to tie into the single-player campaign, because it seems like it's going to be pretty large compared to the other Halo games, because they've shown parts of it that make it look like it's going to be, like, open-world, which is interesting, because there's not really many FPS games that have a big open-world campaign and multiplayer. So... If they are, there's... And probably not that good. Yeah. But yeah, I'm glad that people are, have enjoyed the the demo or or the I mean, let's be honest, betas and demos, they're basically the same thing now. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, I'm glad that people were like so invested in in this recent uh, Halo uh, uh test flight that they were doing. Um I it are you does it make you confident that three four three is going to be able to deliver when whenever they release it? Yeah, the the gameplay felt really solid for just the multiplayer. Yeah, so I feel that's going to easily carry over to the campaign. So it should be pretty good. All right, awesome. Uh, well, we'll we'll wait and see. Hopefully, I do hope that you know Halo does deliver on everybody every other halo fans expectations i don't i'm not invested in halo uh i mean everybody knows i'm a playstation kid uh so i never really played a whole lot of halo just probably Mm -hmm. going over to friends houses and playing little multiplayer but that's about it um but yeah i'm glad that people were are have high expectations and are having them met so far with what they've played with the multiplayer can hopefully it can translate into the story, but hopefully all in all, I just hope that people are happy with, with Halo infinite. Yeah. And no, they don't need a battle or a a battle Royale mode. It's Halo. You don't really need it. Just Mm -hmm. have solid multiplayer and you're pretty, pretty good. Um, Anyway, uh, I think that's going to be all for the news for us. Yeah. Do you have anything else you wanted to jump into? 
Uh, not really. I was kind of gonna tie into like what we've been playing more recently. Okay, um, that'll work. Because the Halo Infinite Flight happened last weekend. Yeah, it was last weekend. Um, at time of recording, at least. Um, but that's really been like the main big thing that I've been playing on my PC recently because I finally was able to get around to getting a PS5. Um. Which is also kind of, like, an interesting story because, like, I've been following, like, the news and stuff with, like, uh, like, oh, it's going on here. Um, I got mine through the PlayStation website. It was interesting because I remember, like, they went live and there was, like, a queue that you can, like, get into. So, like, I would always try to get into it early. Yeah. So I was in it, like, half an hour early on my computer and I waited and, like, it didn't really, like, go anywhere when, like, they actually started to, like, go out. So then I was like, oh, like, I wonder if this is, like, happening to a lot of people. So, like, I checked Twitter, and I forget who, but somebody had, like, another link to the queue for, like, the disc consoles. So I was like, oh, okay, I didn't know that this link existed. And then, like, I clicked at it and, like, basically got, like, a timestamp for, like, okay, you'll be up in, like, 20 minutes now. As opposed to, like, I think it was, like, multiple hours or something oh, like that with my initial one. So I was like, because I like I remember having that happen before and getting like kind of like up there and it being like, oh, we're sold out now. So it said like half an hour, and I was like, okay, this is a lot like faster than I thought for the queue. So I'm just gonna like wait it out. Yeah. Um, and then I think that was on like a Wednesday. So uh, I was watching uh Ray Narvaez Jr. Check him out. He's pretty good. He streams all the time. Uh. But he was playing Mario Party with, uh, I think it's Shield Chaos. He's also cool. Check him out. Um, and then Z-Royal Viking. And then a Plat what's I forget what his name is. He goes by Platy, though. Um, but they all play, like, Mario Party. They're doing, like, a bracket right now, which is kind of fun. So I was watching that while I was kind of just, like, in the queue. Um, and then eventually, like, it was my turn to be able to get one. And I was like... Okay, this is kind of weird, but I like put in my info, ordered it. It like took a minute, and then like I think not well, it was a bit after, but like then they like sold out, and like I was kind of a little concerned at first because like I didn't really get like a confirmation email or anything like that. Um, so I was like, did it actually have like did I actually order one? Did I not? Um, and then later, like, I checked my email. They're like, oh, we're making sure that, like, this is correct. And I was like, yes. Like, it was weird because at first they're like, okay, we don't know when it's going to ship, but it could take, it's probably going to take, like, three weeks. And I was like, oh, that's whatever. And then, like, the next day, they're like, by the way, your package has shipped. And I was like, well, okay, what is it, though? Like, is it going to take a while? Um, But yeah, I ordered it on, like, Wednesday, and I think it got there, like, that Friday, like, in the afternoon. Nice. So, yeah, that was interesting, but it, I I feel pretty relieved after having to, like, kind of go through, like, the queue process and everything, like, so many different times now. Yeah. But, uh, it's been pretty good. I, um, I, I will say, you probably you're a PlayStation Plus member, right? Yes, I am. You so. probably screwed yourself by by a day, because 
if you're a PlayStation Plus member and you buy it, order anything from this is this is just heads up for everybody who's listening. If you're a PlayStation Plus member and you order something from PlayStation Direct, you can you get free shipping. Doesn't matter if it's free standard shipping or free expedited shipping. The main reason I'm saying this is because when I ordered my PlayStation, it was uh, uh, launch day uh, last year. So mm-hmm. uh, I, I was on the PlayStation Direct website, got a notification from uh, Wario64 and said, okay, look, uh, the queue is live right now. Order so try and order it. I refreshed the page. I had the the disc uh discless version in my cart. Went went all the way through and made sure to uh right before I actually bought it. Remembered that oh wait, I get free shipping. So I went back to the shipping part and changed it from standard to expedited. Pay uh paid for it. It got shipped to me that night and I had it the following Friday. So like it launched was on Thursday on Thursday. I had it Friday because I had to work and I couldn't be there and play it that day. But until I actually set it home or got home from work and set it up and yeah. Yeah. But so far, uh what just heads up for anybody else if you're gonna buy a cons a console from them or games or accessories yeah i i also found out too that uh if you get it through like the sony website that's a lot more like vetted and everything for like bots so that's like the best place to probably go yes um and then i know best buy too is like a pretty good way with dealing with that but their stuff also too kind of sells out because they don't have as much stuff yeah also have it more frequently mm-hmm. they just don't have as much numbers at like one time yeah but those are like the two that i would recommend because i had the most success with them at least um but yeah but in, it, it's in general just make sure you have notifications on for wire 64 if you're looking to buy a new console just yeah but anyways wh- how have you enjoyed your time with the ps5 so far it's been pretty good um, the first thing I played through was Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart because yeah. I, 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 I'm a big Ratchet and Clank fan. I've been an Insomniac fan ever since I was like a little kid. Those are like the first games that I probably ever completed playing through, um, growing up. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I still own, I think, basically every game, I think, except for deadlocked and the ones that they had on the psp those are it and there's that's only like three games but everything else i have a physical copy of at least for the disc somewhere um which is cool because it's probably like the franchise i would say that kind of got me into gaming the most um just because like i've always been playing them and like i've kind of always been excited whenever they've like announced a new one that's like come out um like i remember like when they were making uh tools of destruction on the ps3 that that was like coming out and um 
I don't even remember how old I was. I was probably still in like elementary school at the time. But like, I remember that was, that was back when I lived in San Diego and I went with my dad to Comic-Con for like a day. Um, because why not? And they had like a demo for it there for whatever reason. I don't even remember why. Mm. Um, but I like played that and it was like part of like the first like level. I was like, oh, this is like really cool. Um, but it it was really cool to play through, especially when uh, you can do it the whole game with uh, 60 FPS and 4K, which is what I played through it on. And it it felt kind of like surreal because I kind of always knew that like consoles were a little bit behind in some ways. Um, like... I remember when Insomniac made um, a crack in time on the PS3. I think that was one of like the only games on that console that was optimized to be able to run at 60 FPS. Mm. But that's because Insomniac has also like worked with PlayStation for a while, so they definitely know the hardware more than a lot of people do. Um, so they know how to optimize that with like their engine and everything to make it run seamlessly. So now to have them being able to have a game run not only at 60 FPS, but in 4K with ray tracing all the time. Like, it it felt weird because it's one thing to, like, see it on, like, a YouTube video for, like, a trailer, and it'd be like, oh, this looks really good. And then it's another thing to, like, play it firsthand on your, like, TV and have it be almost, like one-to-one and be like kind of like holy shit this is like kind of real yeah which is weird to think about yeah but it's it, it it's really good uh i played through it um and then i i basically played through it and then platinumed it first and then now i'm like kind of waiting to go back and do like the new game plus yeah. run and like finish upgrading everything um but it it's pretty cool it was kind of neat to see all like the spin-off characters as well from like the other games because mm. they kind of had like versions of everybody from like even like the old games because like i know they have like skid mcmarks and he's kind of like an original trilogy character where yeah. he's like more of a person um but, like, he was also in, like, the remake they did for, like, the PS4 when, yeah. like, the movie came out. Um, but he was mostly in, like, the first and third game. Um, it was cool to see Captain Quark in it, but I felt like he wasn't really in it a lot compared to the other people. Which is fine, because, like, they're introducing, like, Rivet as, like, the new character and yeah. uh, all them. So, that kind of made more sense. Um... It was neat to have Rusty Pete have, like, a counterpart and have him being it the most. Um, because Pierre is probably my favorite character in the game. He's really funny, and I like him a lot. Um, especially, too, because they made him French, which I thought was kind of funny as well. Um, because Rusty Pete is definitely not French, so I thought that was kind of weird to do, but it was kind of cool at the same time. Um... But it was cool to kind of see, like, characters from all of the games kind of in one game 
as kind of like an introduction to them again because you're meeting like the other version yeah um and that was kind of cool um but yeah it it was it was really good i i thought it was cool how they had a lot of like returning weapons and also like a lot ones a lot of ones that were new which was cool um it took a little bit to get used to like the haptic feedback with yeah. the triggers um just because like there were some weapons in that game that i felt like there was kind of a little bit too much rumble going yeah. on so i definitely had to like lower that in the settings a bit as i played yeah i, um, I, I can understand that but uh, yeah go ahead oh, i was gonna say uh but it's a very interesting idea with like the triggers and stuff um it is kind of weird how it's like automatic because I know with like uh if anybody has used uh like the I think it's the Xbox Pro controllers or whatever those are called. The Elite controllers, that's what it yeah. is. Um But they basically have like trigger uh sensitivity options that you can pick and then basically the trigger will only go down like that much. Um whereas with like the PS5 controllers, it does that like on its own. Which is a bit strange, but you kind of get used to it pretty quick, so it's not really that big of a deal. Um, but it it was really cool to like go through like a Ratchet and Clank game again, like fresh, because I I I watched a little bit of stuff on it. I didn't really watch too much because I didn't want to like kind of see everything in the game. Yeah. Um, but it was pretty good. Um, I think it took me. I started it Friday and then played it like off and on all weekend. And I think I finished it like Sunday morning, like that following Sunday. Nice. But it was pretty good. Um, and then two, like whenever I played it, I kind of did like a hundred percent, like going through getting everything at once. Um, which was weird because then I started New Game Plus and I kind of thought I screwed myself out of getting a platinum on my first playthrough because I missed one trophy and I forgot where it was. Yeah. Um, which is the one where you have to play like different songs at the jukebox in like three the bar by the arena. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Because I only apparently played like one because they're like you can do that if you want and I was like okay, and I was like oh I have to like play all the way to get back there and then it's like no you just have a save that's before you start a new game plus yeah I was like oh okay so then i just went back and did that got yeah. it so it was neat yeah uh i don't know if i talked about it on here on this uh on an episode or not uh but yeah i also played ratchet and clank rift apart um yeah i echo a lot of the sentiments you had uh even though i'm newer to the franchise like i uh i've only played the 2016 uh ration and clank um but yeah the it uh rift apart was just delightful like not not just the fact that you know it's all colors being shot at you in your face and everything but combat's fun it's witty it's it did feel a lot like uh that it felt like the feeling you get from watching like Saturday morning cartoons, basically mm -hmm. how I felt. Um, yeah. 
it it's a game that you can kind of just play and enjoy. Like it's yeah. not really doing anything to like make you like take it super seriously. Yeah, there's it's not any it's... like yeah, there's not any like really like cryptic narrative that you're like on the edge of your seat the whole time. No, you're just shooting aliens and having walking having around a blast. So yeah, uh, yeah, and I totally would say that this is definitely in the running for my game of the year so far. Um, like. Out of all the games that I played this year, yeah, it's fun. It's yeah, it, it it it's fun. If you just want to turn your brain off and have a go on an adventure, this is fun. That's ultimately what people, a lot of people, kind of miss with video games. It's like, bro, the shit's supposed to be fun. Yes, there are there are some games out there that give give you gripping narratives that tug at your heartstrings. Or give you ex- existential dread, Last of Us Part Two. Granted, I still love Last of Us Part Two, but still. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it it it's it's it, it's incredible. And and if you have if you have a PS Five, I would highly recommend playing this. Mm-hmm. E- even if you don't uh, have a kid or something, play play this with them or don't. If you don't have a kid, everyone should play. At least this one, especially if you have a 4K TV, because my God, performance RT with or the performance mode, which is 4K and ray tracing, looks incredible. Yeah, it's it's good. Yeah. Uh, anyways, what else have we been playing? Um, we'll save uh your the one of the games that you've been talking about for last. Uh, mm. but. I'll go ahead and talk about uh uh I've been playing a little a little bit I'm sorry I'm burping uh I've been playing a little bit of Disco Elysium which make sure I pull it up Disco Elysium is a it's a role playing game made by uh I don't know how to pronounce their name. I'm sorry. It's Z-A-U-M. Again, I'm sorry if that's not how we're, uh, you pronounce the um, studio name. I... Anyway, um, you take the role of this this detective who's went through a a a pretty intense bender like drinking bender to the fact to the point where he when you when you start the game you're literally in your underwear and you have no idea what happened you don't know who you are so you're playing as an amnesiac detective trying to figure out why this uh there solve this murder that happened outside of the hotel that you're saying um and it's definitely something that I've never played before. Like the, um, it's like one of the, uh, these old school RPGs to where like, it's very narrative focused. So like you get skill checks and dialogue trees and there's written, almost no combat at least 
as far as I can tell. I'm only like a couple hours in, so um, hmm. I've I have I haven't experienced any, but it's definitely interesting, especially how you're able to have all these different systems where, yeah, you have all these different skills, but you're also having inner monologues with yourself, like. And the way that the inner monologues are interact with you are as if they're sort of different party members. Granted, it's just in your head, but I don't know. I I am intrigued because, like, I want to know how this murder happened. I want to know, like, who the hell this guy is. Mm-hmm. But I think it's a little too open for me. You know what I mean? Like too. Yeah. I don't want to say too narrative driven, but like, there's a lot to it. Granted, the game looks, it, it does look awesome. It looks like this uh, oil painting and everything. Um. Mm. But and since it was, I think there was a new, uh, an expanded version of the game called uh, the Final Cut, which is how I, uh, it's on console. Uh, on PS5 and Xbox uh, Series X and S. That's how I played it. Um, and it's fully voice acted and everything. Um, but yeah, it maybe maybe because I'm just like not a big old school RPG fan, like say the old Fallout games uh, pre-Bethesda, like how they're top down and I or top down and isometric and you're just walking around talking to people um yeah i i don't know i i i do want to continue playing it but i don't know if if this is the kind of game for me you know what i mean Mm. um but so far i i i'm enjoying my time um but i don't know i'm i might continue it i might not it's yeah, it's 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 one of those open, uh, not open world, open ended, like have heavy narrative fo- narrative focused games. Um, that I, it, I mean, it might take me a while to get through it, but or I might not, I might drop it in the next couple of days. I don't know. Um, but I know that people really enjoyed this because it was, uh, it was a. Yeah, uh, it's yeah, it's got it's critically acclaimed. A lot of people uh, love it. It was a lot of people's game of the year when it uh, first released. Um, but I don't know. I I, pro- I I might end up dropping it just to be. You know, I've already got a couple of hours into it, and it it hasn't grabbed me entirely. So, um, yeah, that's that's pretty much my time with uh with Disco Elysium. Um, as for other things that I've played, um, besides Ratchet and Clank, I played more uh, MLB The Show 21. Uh, I've already talked about that, I think, in previous episodes. Um, it's baseball. Come on. It's, yeah, that's it. Um, I've also recently started uh, uh, Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword HD. Um, 
And I, I know, uh, I mean, I know you and I are both pretty big Zelda fans. Um, I am still bummed that, you know, we're not getting anything uh, else regarding Zelda this year. But the fact that, you know, we got, hey, an HD remake or remaster of a Zelda game in general is awesome. Mm -hmm. Um, And while Skyward Sword wasn't my favorite in general, uh, I do like the fact that, hey, we are going back to like one of the games that the that the. Well, the game that pretty much technically, if you look at the whole Zelda timeline, started it all. Um, but some of the things that I I do enjoy is the fact that they uh, Nintendo has. I'm sorry, if you can hear any uh noise in my background, it's because there's yard work being done in my front yard. So apologies. But um, I do enjoy the fact that there were uh, you're able to actually use a pro controller instead of motion controls. Mm-hmm. You, you can if use motion controls if you want to. You just have the yeah. option to use you know a pro controller and use the right uh, in order to like swing your sword. You use the right analog stick, uh, and to like do a, a stab, you just press R three mm-hmm. or click the right stick i'm so used to playing on playstation sorry and then like to use your shield you just click the the left uh stick um but in order and in order to like change the camera you have to hold down uh l1 sorry uh you have to use l1 in order to like control the camera with the the right stick so um but yeah, like so far, I've only, I believe I've only completed like one dungeon. Like I just, uh, I did the, uh, yeah, pretty much got down to the surface, uh, did the first dungeon and met, uh, met and fought Girahim, or I forget what the hell, how to, I don't know how to pronounce his name. I'm terrible with pronunciation. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, go, I do like I I like seeing all the little things that you might get from or the fact that the fact uh I mean the fact that the game runs at like 60 frames honestly on a switch even in like mm. maybe because you know um I it might be 60 it might be 30 it's not it doesn't have a whole lot of frame drops as compared to Breath of the Wild where you know it, it is open ended world but so but there are like massive frame drops whenever you like enter like the the lost forest or something like that Mm -hmm. but yeah the fact that so far i haven't had any like massive frame drops or anything um it looks it looks great it is you know up res to uh 1080 or 720 if you're on on handheld um yeah i I would definitely recommend people if you haven't played Skyward Sword at all, definitely play this, especially since it's on Switch. Um, because maybe you know, maybe this gives Nintendo a sign. Hey, maybe we should uh bring other uh Zelda games to Switch. You know, hint hint. We want I I want Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask on Switch. Um, and I also want you know 
the other 3D games that are, that people but really we, we we do have a HD port on the Wii on the Wii U for Wind Waker. Yeah, I'm and, still waiting for that to be on the Switch and Twilight Princess. Who knows? Hopefully, I know that Nintendo announced that they weren't going to do anything else regarding Zelda this year. They're waiting, or you know, they're waiting for you know after whatever. I I refuse to call it Breath of the Wild too. Whatever the sequel for Breath of the Wild is, that's when they'll possibly yeah. do any anything else with older Zelda games. But who knows? We'll wait and see. Yeah. So, um, and the last thing, and this isn't really video game related, but it is gaming in general. Um, I've recently gotten back into like D and D stuff, Dungeons and Dragons. Um. Yes, we're massive fucking nerds here. Who cares? You're listening to a video game podcast. Come on. You're granted you're probably a nerd too. I'm talking to you. You know who you are. Um anyways, man, I'm just threatening our audience. That's so so me. Um Yeah, like over the past couple of I, I I'll give a little bit of backstory. I'm the, I wasn't the biggest D fan growing up like i mean i didn't play it at all uh, until probably i want to say five years ago maybe i don't know uh maybe like six i don't know when i started watching kind of funny is when i started like getting into D because they had a crossover episode with uh critical role and that was just like oh this is this seems cool and then i started watching a little bit of critical role um you know, on a D and D game where nerdy voice actors play, sit down and play Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, so yeah, like I probably have like off and on like played D and D for like six years, maybe. It's so, like twenty fifth. No, I want to say like let's just say three, just to be safe. Because uh, three to four years, whatever. Um, and I believe like. At the end of 2019 is when I stopped playing because life happened for me. Um, but like, and how much D and D experience do you have, Floyd? I'm just curious. Um, I've kind of been a fan off and on. I never really played or anything, but I kind of know like about the universe and stuff from just like playing mm-hmm. or not playing, but like watching people play and stuff. Yeah. Um, and then I actually started to play. And get into it through actually the game tech community because I was talking to some people one day. I forget what stream it was. This was like a while ago, probably like 2018 or something like that. Um, but we were kind of just like talking and everything. And um, eventually we were like, hey, do we want to like do a campaign with like us and just see how it goes? And after that, we kind of talked. Everybody like was like, yeah, let's do it. So. I had never really done it before, but it was cool because um, there were other people who were new as well. Um, but it was cool because I was able to like order the books and stuff and then like make my character and everything and all that. And it was pretty fun. Um, and then the way that we did it was not super traditional, but it was what we kind of d- decided on. And that's that. Um, 
we kind of made it so that instead of like doing set sessions and stuff with like voice chat and everything, because we had people who were like busy and like all over the country and stuff, um, we decided that it would basically be um, almost like text based and everything, and you could kind of like take our turns and do stuff that way. Um, and then too, like it was kind of just going on all the time. And then, like, whenever you had time, you could just, like, respond, take your turn, yeah. do whatever, and then you'd be on to the next person. Um, but it was pretty cool. Um, and then that kind of got me into it and made friends with all those guys, so that was cool. Um, and then the first one that I'm doing where it's, like, having set sessions and, like, meeting regularly um, is with a bunch of my friends in the server that um, I play mostly with like people for discord and everything like that mm. um and then we play tuesdays um which i do stream check it out it's very odd a lot of the times because we have like a weird cast of characters um like my friend marara plays a character named tobor who's a monk robot warforged person uh we oh, have another we, we have another character uh who's played by Whammer, who's named Block of Cheese, who's a, um, I forget what the cat race in D&D is called, but he's like a ranger. Um, uh, my character is Harlock. I am, like, the, I guess not official, like, leader, but I'm, like, the captain of the pirate ship that kind of brought everybody to the area that we're at now. Um, and then my friend Dom plays a character named Ozzy, who's like my first mate, which is kind of fun. Um, but yeah, that that's the campaign that I'm in now. And that's like the first, I don't want to say real one, but that's the first like major one I would say that I've done with yeah. people and stuff. Um, and it's been pretty cool. Um, we're on... Uh, Every Tuesdays, I usually stream, and then that's 5 o'clock PST, roughly. Um, but usually, too, now, on, like, Tuesdays, like, that's a day that I'm regularly trying to stream now, because I just stream, like, earlier in the afternoon, and then just transfer to D&D. &D. Yeah. Um, and, and where is it that you stream this, Floyd? Oh, yeah, I, I stream at uh, twitch.tv slash floydbishop3. And then support the home. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like that's awesome, dude. Uh, but yeah, for me, um, I was in, I think like three different groups. Mm -hmm. Um, well, we, when I, I just went onto like Reddit and just typed it, uh, went to the D and D subreddit and was like, Hey, I want to get into D and D who, who wants to, you know, I'm a first time player. That's, or, Either I either I posted or somebody else had posted saying that they were looking for a group, and I was like, you know what, screw it, let me go ahead and get into it. Um, and with that first group, uh, that ended probably like after a month, which kind of sucked, but you know, it, it is what it is. Yeah, um, it happens. So, but there were still a couple of people that were in that group that still wanted to play, me me included. Uh, so, uh. Uh, my my buddy Chris, who was one of a one of the guys we played with, uh, he had he had hit me up a couple of like weeks later saying, "Hey, 
uh, a lot of uh, uh, me and uh, another guy, uh, another friend of ours, uh, Matt, we were going to try to do our own. Uh, we're going to do another game with, uh, on our own and, you know, wanted to know if you were still interested in playing. And I was like, you know what? Fuck yeah. Let me let I, I'll totally play and I'll keep my old character and, uh, you know, try to out rework him and make him a half elf and go from there. Uh, and we played that game for probably, I want to say two years, maybe give or take. But, um, at the end of 2017, uh, uh, I, life happened and nobody uh, we weren't able to like continue playing um which sucks but you know eventually i ended up finding another group uh and played played with them for another couple of years but yeah at the end of 2019 um uh life happened and i wasn't able to like continue playing but recently i started like uh watching critical all stuff again and slowly but surely, uh, I got that itch being like, ah, shit, this was fun. I should play, I should play D&D again. I kind of want to play D&D again. So, um, I hit up, uh, Chris and Matt just randomly a couple of weeks ago, uh, just being, just saying, you know, it's been a while since I talked to these guys. I figured, you know, say, Hey, check out, check how they're doing. Um, and when I hit, when I texted Matt, uh, or I did I DM'd them on Discord. Uh, I I you mentioned something about, dude. It's been a while since we played D and D, and I'm kind of getting that itch. I'm like, bro, no shit. I uh or like I had mentioned like I kind of want to play D and D again, or I'm getting that itch. And he said, no shit, man. Me and Chris were just having this conversation like a couple of days ago. I'm like, holy shit, this means that we should probably play. Um. And then I even told uh, Chris the same thing, like, bro, we should totally uh, play D and D, like at least, at least like a one shot or something, uh, because you know it's been like four years, five years since you played together. So, yeah. but even if you know that doesn't work out, uh, I'm probably going to do a DM for my brother, my brothers, and their significant others, just as a you know. You know, let me let me try it, or uh, yeah, let me try DMing because I've never done it, uh, and they've never really played D and D, so you know it's probably gonna go terribly wrong, but who knows? And I bought you know, uh, what was it? I bought the the starter kit, which comes with you know a pre written game, so. If they if we end up enjoying that, maybe we'll go on to like Curse of Strahd or something. Probably, probably not. I don't know. But yeah, like I'm, I'm kind of getting that. It I even the day that I was like, you know what, I kind of want to play D and D again. I was like, okay, let me go ahead and just roll a character, and I and I rolled one. Uh, I totally want to play him, but if I can't, whatever. Maybe I'll imp. Uh, put him into one of these other games i don't know but yeah that's that's my time with D D or or my history with it and i kind of want to play again so yeah uh anyways for the last thing i think it this is something that you've been playing mm-hmm. 
everybody knows that I love this game. And it's also part of our video game book club. Uh, and we might end up not having another one for like a month, give or take, because I want to still have this long discussion with Floyd because I know that it is a very long game and we might not play it uh, all in a month or, or two. But anyways, I'm talking about Persona 5 because uh, you've been playing it for for a while now, right? Yeah. And it was our video game book club uh, choice. And like I said, we might might not have one for next month. So we might just come back to Persona 5. Yeah. Uh, just as a, like, how do, how do I describe it? Uh, just like a walkthrough or response. Yeah. Not- it, it'll probably be like a recurring segment that we like yeah. to talk about it. So. Ba- basically, that's what I meant to say. So, yeah. so far, Floyd, how are you liking it? Um, it it's a bit strange at times because okay. like there there's been parts where it's like I don't really know like kind of how seriously to like take the game yeah and then it's just like oh yeah but here's like some really like kind of messed up like story stuff and I'm kind of just like oh okay that's a bit weird when it's like some parts of the game are like kind of like. I don't really want to say like a goofy premise, but like it seems kind of like very like fantasy esque. Yeah. With like the whole part of like we're gonna go in and like steal the treasure of like people's like deepest desires to like change their heart. Um yeah. and it's like, oh that's cool. And then it's just like, by the way, uh people are like real assholes and they're kind of like bad people. And it's like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um but it's uh-huh. interesting because that they tie in together in an interesting way because like that gives you context for like why you want to like change these people and stuff yes um which is a neat idea um i don't know how similar it is to the other persona games that would be more your alley because i've never played them yeah um Um, they're they're not they're they're told totally different like their own stories so like yeah what's the things that might go on in Persona Five are totally different. What they would go into three or two or four. Mm-hmm. Uh, I haven't yeah. played one or two, but I can talk about three, four, and five. Um, but yeah, they're totally like their their mechanics are totally are almost totally different than yeah. what's in four and five. Or yeah, four and five are totally different. Um, mm-hmm. even their the way that they summon their personas are totally different. Um, yeah. Like in three, you can shoot yourself in the head, and boom, your persona comes out. In four, you just pull out a tar- tarot card and crush it, and boom, your persona comes. In five, you rip off the your mask, and your persona comes that way. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of symbolism in those. Just, just saying. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, um, I mean, everybody knows I adore Persona Five, especially Persona Five Royal. Uh, we we won't really talk spoilers for Royal because there's stuff that you won't know unless you actually played it. Um, but we will. I do want to know, like, yeah, fuck it. We're, we're this is a video game book club. We're gonna be spoiling some shit. Mm-hmm. Um, what? How many palaces have you already completed? Just, um, just I I've only done the one so far, and okay, it's kind so. of in the I'm in the part of the game now where. 
uh like i just went to like mementos for the first time okay so and you're like exploring that and it's like trying to set up like we're trying to find like who's the next guy that we're gonna like go after and like we're okay. still trying to figure that out okay so um, you've already beaten kamashita you've uh took yeah. his, his crown which in turn was a an a, medal was it a gold yeah it was like it was like an olympic medal or something yeah so honestly with that bot uh that entire like opening segment is like one of the best parts of the game which sucks because it is has a lot of horrible shit that happens like yeah. the fact that Kamashina views himself as the king of the castle and also physically abuses his male students because you know he's a PE teacher and also the yeah. head of the football of uh, the, the volleyball team um and also like sexually harasses his his female students like bro what the fuck um and it drives someone to literally jump off the top of the sc- the school to commit suicide like bro what yeah it that that's the part too that i'm like i'm torn on because like it gets super there, real yeah and it's like but there was also the part where it's like you go into like the palace in like the dungeon and there's like yeah. the people who are going through like dodgeball torture yeah and it's like that part i thought was like kind of goofy and i yeah, was like I oh, okay that. and it's like oh now it's like a very different tone and I'm yeah like, uh, i kind of feel bad for like not not really laughing before but like a little bit yeah because it was like a kind of goofy premise a bit but i don't know well but, i mean you just t- totally understand oh the fact that you know they're kind of getting tortured yeah. in volleyball yeah flex the fact that oh they're probably getting mm-hmm. tor- tortured in you know real life yeah which is you know but 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 with that as well uh like i i got persona 5 i got it um at pink gorilla uh if you're ever in like the seattle area and you can go to one of those stores please do they're very cool they have a lot of cool retro stuff and like everything so definitely check them out um i believe they're working on putting a store in austin as well as i believe potentially vegas Okay. So well, you should definitely sure. check them out if those two stores ever come around and you live in those areas. Um, but yeah, I got it on my PS4 and I was going to stream it and then I got sidetracked with like a bunch of different stuff that kind of like came up. Yeah. Um, which I, I'm still planning to do. I'm probably going to stream more. Uh, I streamed a bit the other day after I did like the Kamashita boss fight, um, like right after that. Um, and then I'm probably going to be doing that more. Um, but I actually downloaded it on my PS5 because you can get it through like PlayStation Plus collection yep. or whatever. Um, and from that, I was just able to put my PS4 save on the cloud, download it, keep playing on my PS5. It's been pretty fun. So I've been doing that. Um, but it it's neat because now that I'm kind of like used to the mechanics and stuff, it makes a bit more sense. Because, like, definitely the first part, like you said, um, it's, like, really good. But I also feel that's because it's, like, the setup kind of, like, tutorial thing. Yeah. Where it's, like, okay, this is, like, how, like, a palace operates. Which, too, like, I think are kind of cool because now I get, like, the whole, like, stealth sort of mechanics that were in before. 
but there wasn't really as much like exploration and combat. It was very linear for like, okay, here's how to like hide behind cover, um, yeah. which they do then like recap later. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. But it's cool to like explore and stuff and like figure out what you're kind of going to do like certain days. Mm. Um, the only part that I'm still a bit confused on, but it's probably just because like I haven't leveled them up enough is like when you do stuff and you can get like stats where you get like the music note that like gives you oh, like whatever. Yeah, yeah. Cause I'm guessing like you need a lot of that to bump it up to like two or whatever. Yes. Um, with the different stat, uh, bonuses, which are, uh, I think your intelligence, your charm, your guts, your proficiency, and I forget what the fifth. I think strength or something like that. Something like that. You need to have in or in order to either progress into different uh, confidant ranks with other people or have mm -hmm. confidant ranks with other people. Yeah, you, you need to have those up. So, mm -hmm. um, in order to do that, you have to. Your best bet would be to read books. Um, yeah. Or just do like everyday tasks. I would. Yeah. I would definitely recommend for you. Um, check out the books from the library. Yeah, that, I remember you saying that, which is what I've been doing. Because yeah. that can pop up like every now and then, like when you're on like the train to like school or wherever. Yeah, so, like, you can and read then, your book now. Yeah, which I've been doing. So make, yeah, make sure you read those. Um, I don't know if you can read at at home. That might be a thing that you could do. I think on, you can do that later. Because I remember like reading about that. Yeah, like you get. Like, you need to like clear off like the table or something because you yeah. like clear out those areas like one at a time yeah so uh i will not read up it, it doesn't matter uh read those books because at a certain if you do end up continuing at a certain point you will be able to check out books from the library so yeah make sure to buy those read them buy the books from the bookstore and mm -hmm. um i think it's shibuya uh, in the, the like, in a little town square, go there, buy those, yeah. um, read them. They might take a couple of days to yeah. read. Um, yeah, I, I'm still trying to figure out because like I feel like there's some areas that like I can go to, especially like like the central like street where they have like the store we can get like equipment yeah. and stuff. Because like there's some that like I've been able to visit and it's like you can fast travel here, but like there's not really a point to go there yet. So I'm guessing that's just yeah. a thing that I can come back to later on. Yeah. Um. Um. There's others like the main thing is like it it will feel like overwhelming for like how much stuff you're gonna be you're able to do, but the good thing is they slowly drip yeah. like uh tutorials at you to mm -hmm. say okay this is how this mechanic works yeah this is how this mechanic works um well, well the other thing too with me is like when i was going into it because i wasn't really sure how the time mechanic was going to work i thought it was going to be like as the day went on there was like kind of like how it is in majora's mask there's like a timer that's just like going all the time yeah um so i thought it'd be like oh okay i have to like run to the store and like do stuff and then like now it's gonna be like four o'clock and now i have to go like here which yeah. like it kind of is a little bit but it's like it's only like you're exploring it like this part of the day and you can yeah. kind of just like do whatever you want during that 
Yeah. So and like, then there's just certain actions that will make it go to like, okay, now it's like the evening and there's yeah. stuff that you can only do like then. Yeah. Um, but yeah, what I would recommend working on the, working on your stats. Um, and I would also say work on some of the confidants from other people. Yeah. Uh, that, that's what I've been doing so far. And the bet, the quickest way for you to, um, level those up so that way you can you know try to get through those as quick as possible make sure that you have a conf uh, a persona that's in the same arcana as the person that you're trying to up your ranking with because yeah. that'll give you a boost and then also depending on one of the choices that you make with with talking to them that will give you a boost in how many points you may get so it yeah it's a it's a it's it's a thing but um i don't i don't want to i would recommend getting a social link guide cuz that would help but yeah. also since this is your first time it doesn't really matter play it however feels right you know what i mean mm -hmm. that way you're not like worried about oh my god i got all this stuff to do and yeah. all this little time to to do it mm -hmm. just like the game says at the bottom right hand screen when whenever it's loading take your time there's a lot that in this game just enjoy the ride yeah cuz but so the fact that you're you've already beaten Kamashita you're in Mementos and you're finding out who the next target is okay. yeah that's like the setup going on right now okay. so all right well hopefully next month will you i want to know more of like uh what your uh what your thoughts are um so far okay i do have to ask so far what do you think of ryuji um he's probably my favorite character so far okay um just because like he's very i feel grounded in reality yeah because there's been like again like i don't really know anything about the series there's a lot of times wherever he's like, what are you talking about? Then I'm like, I agree, because I don't know what they're talking about really either. So yeah. he's like really relatable for me, at least. Yeah. Um, I forget who the what the girl's name is, but on. she's like the second person you meet. Um, yeah, on. On, yeah. Um, but they're like the only two real characters I've met so far. Besides uh, other Morgana. Than, yeah, besides Morgana. Um, and then... Um, so far I've been trying to like level up my stats to be able to do stuff with on because I know that it's like, you can like hang out with her, it's like, but you don't have the stats. So yeah, I'm like, you gotta upgrade your child. Yeah. So I'm like doing that. Um, and then also just making coffee. Yeah. Which yeah. I think that that's kind of cool, especially how they're like, here's this little tidbit about like this type of coffee. And it's yeah. like, oh, okay. Um, it, it reminded me a little bit, honestly, of like Animal Crossing because Brewster would do that too, or it'd be like, "Oh, here's like this type of like coffee," but this gives you like a lot more like context of like this is like the region that it was grown in, yeah. why it's there. So a little uh, trivia that's kind of cool. Stuff. Yeah, uh, I would also say whenever you're at home, uh, at the at the coffee shop, I I don't know if it costs time, but if you can do crosswood the the crossword puzzle because that gives you a bonus to your intelligence mm -hmm. so yeah 
just you know little things. I, I, I might have to have that like show up because I don't think I can do that yet or quite okay. yet. Uh, I think you can just like as if you're in the coffee shop and people are already in there, you can just stand and talk and talk to them and they'll do their little uh whatever conversation that they're gonna have and then they'll leave so that way you can just like go to the little uh crossword puzzle and do it right there um otherwise i might be talking about out of my ass and it might be only on persona 5 uh on persona 5 royal um Mm -hmm. but so far within like what the first i want to say like 10 hours Maybe give or take. Yeah, I think I'm like just like over eleven hours. Okay, like so, eleven, twelve, somewhere in there. So, how are you? You you enjoy it, right? So far. Yeah, I okay. now that I'm like getting into the flow and it's getting like more like opening up. Like, oh, well, now there's like this other town you can go to where you can like hang out with like the ramen shop and like that's like the hangout. Um, and then now like to like uh, I think like the very last thing I did is like. Y'all, like, go out to eat together as, like, a group at, like, the fancy restaurant. Yeah. yeah and, like, yeah. you meet the guy that, like, Joker, like, met before. Yeah. And he's like, I remember that guy. Yeah. So now it's, like, getting more, like, into the plot and stuff. So that's also getting, like, more interesting, um, which I kind of like. Okay. Um, And then there's, like, the mystery guy who's, like, standing there after you get out of Mementos at, like, the train station. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Who, who I think is the dude in the intro who's, like, the artist. So, yeah. like, yeah. I, I feel like he's going to be, like, the next character that, like, I meet that's, like, an NPC that I can hang out with. Um to say? I, I'm not yeah. going to spoil it. Yeah, he is. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, outside of that, no no other spoilers. Uh, but, yeah, yeah. Will, I, I still want to, like I said, man, you need any tips or anything, let me know. Uh, and we'll keep continue with this ongoing discussion about Persona Five in the next couple of episodes. Uh, hopefully, you beat it in in like a couple of weeks or so. Who knows? Or you know, I, I play Persona Five. It's awesome. I really yeah. wish you would have played Royal because that one's so much better. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm just glad the the, the fact that you're playing it, honestly. Because yeah. you're not a big JRPG fan in general, huh? Yeah, this is the, I think, first, like, main one that I've really played. Uh, not the, not, the, not the, talking Pokemon, because let's be yeah. real. The, the only other one that I've kind of been doing the same thing with off and on is uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake. Mm-hmm. Um, But, I mean, those are mostly just because, like, I know that they're, like, really big and, like, people like them a lot. So yeah. those are kind of the ones that I'm using to, like, kind of get me in the door at least but they're pretty good so right. i'm gonna probably continue both those and finish them up sometime so all right cool well unless you have anything else you want to want to talk about floyd i think we we should be able to wrap it up for now yeah that was pretty much everything that i had so all right, all right awesome cool um well thank you guys for listening um if you like uh, rate, review, subscribe to us on your favorite podcast uh, feed. Uh, follow us on Twitter at uh, gra- uh, at Grab Six, or you can follow me at Afro Cyborg. You can follow Floyd at Floyd Bishop Third. Remember, that's just three one three letter eyes. Um, and we'll talk to you guys next month, hopefully.
because my god work has been kicking my ass but anyways thanks for listening guys have a great rest of your day bye-bye we'll catch you guys next time